You are listening to Smart Women's Dating Podcast, episode number 36. Welcome to Smart Women's Dating Podcast. I am your host, certified life coach Lærke Nielsen, and I help smart, independent women attract the love they deeply desire without having to chase or settle. This podcast will give you the mindset tools and insights you need to finally crack the code to your love life. Are you ready? Then let's go. Hey friend, welcome back. And if you're new, then welcome to the podcast. If you're a single woman and you're listening to this podcast, you might have wondered or asked yourself at some point if coaching could be something for you. If you should hire a coach to support you in your dating journey, whether that would be me or someone else, and also how you can find out if working with a coach is something for you. So in this episode, I'm going to go over what it's like to work with a coach, what it requires from you as a client if you want to get a certain result, and what you can expect from the coach. And I'm going to share some examples from some of my clients so you can see what kind of transformations you can get when you work with me as your dating coach. And as I am myself also someone who has a coach, I'll give you my own tips on things to consider when looking for a coach to make sure you find a coach that's right for you. I'll share with you how I do when I look to hire a coach. So this is the episode you want to listen to if you are considering working with a coach, because this will give you some clarity and some tips on how to make a decision. So I know some coaches say that everybody needs a coach, and I actually don't think so. I think everyone can benefit from coaching if they're open to it, And you can get the results you want in a shorter time with much more clarity and self-awareness and with less suffering if you work with a coach. And there are a number of other benefits as well. You will be able to understand yourself better. And you will know that although you had the support of a coach, you did the actual work. It wasn't just a strike of luck and you can do it again. I think that's one of the biggest differences between working with a coach and doing things on your own. You feel empowered, you know you created the result, you know how you did it, and you also know you can do it again and you can create other results in the same way as well. Because it's all meta skills that you learn when you work with a coach and it can be applied in other areas of life as well. And In many cases, if not all, you will also feel different about yourself because that is basically part of any coaching program that I know of, changing or up-leveling the way you see yourself. So what is it really like to work with a coach? So of course, in everything I'm sharing now, I speak on my own behalf and some of the basic principles in my coaching are the following. We always take responsibility for our results, what we have created in life. Even if we wanted something else and it was never our intention to, let's say, attract an emotionally unavailable or avoidant partner. Or it was never our intention to stay 17 years in that marriage that never really fulfilled our needs. We still take responsibility for having allowed these things to happen, for having tolerated people that we didn't actually feel safe around or relationships where we did not feel loved. 
We acknowledge that responsibility, and we do it from a deeply compassionate and self-loving starting point. Knowing that we always do our best, we act based on past programming, limiting beliefs that were given to us before we were even able to understand it, from stories that we tell ourselves about our own lovability and worth in this world, and from what we learn from our own role models and caretakers. Taking an honest and curious look at how we created the relationships we had in life and taking on the responsibility for that can be very uncomfortable. It can be challenging to accept our own role in all this mess. But it is also very freeing, because only then we can start to take back our power and reprogram our beliefs so we can show up in a different way in our love life and create completely different results. This is when we can understand that we are not a victim of random circumstances. We are in the driver's seat now. And then the next part is accepting that a lot of what you believe about yourself, your ability to find love and what men think of you and so on, that is actually wrong. And that is the greatest news ever. Being willing to be wrong is key in coaching. It can be so good to be wrong. Let me explain. If you believe that you can't attract a healthy, long-lasting relationship because all of your relationships in the past have ended, it is amazing and absolutely necessary to realize that you are wrong about that. When you don't believe that you are worthy or deserving of love or you think there are no good men who are interested in you, then it's a blessing to realize that you are so, so wrong about that. This is all related to what I see as the core in coaching, which is basically to reprogram your thoughts. Change your thoughts on purpose. Identify the thoughts that don't serve you and decide what you want to commit your brain to think instead. We all have a tendency to put way too much emphasis on our thoughts as if they were true facts of life. And even when we can see that a thought isn't really a fact, like if we think we're not very attractive, for instance, and we understand that this is a subjective opinion, we still can believe that we cannot change that thought. This is just how I see myself. It's always been like that, and I can do nothing about it. But you can. And this is what I help you do as your coach. I help you change your thoughts. And it's not for you to believe a lie. It's for you to see that when one thought is just as true as the other, then why not choose to think the one that makes you flourish as a woman? and a human being. Another thing that's key to coaching is to master your emotions. And what does that even mean? It means being open to feel them. Allow them to be in your body until you have processed them. Identify the reasons why you feel them. Feelings are all coming from our thoughts, so once we become good at identifying them, then they are valuable data to access your mind and the thoughts that might have been hidden to yourself. The point is to be willing to be uncomfortable, feel it all, but not let the feelings take control of you. So all of this, taking responsibility for your past, letting go of limiting and painful stories about yourself, learning how to change your thoughts and how to allow feelings in your body, this is very fundamental to the transformation I take you through before you even start dating which is then the more practical part of it. 
And here there's also in my program a mentoring part into it because I guide you in setting up a profile, getting intentional with what kind of man you are looking for, reprogramming your intuition about what to look for in a partner and how to communicate online and on dates and so on. And as you might know, I also teach empowered feminine energy and how to embody that in dating. For many of you, the actual dating process also requires you to leave the comfort zone, which you already did when we looked at the past and the limiting beliefs and so on. And there is no growth within the comfort zone. You have to get out of it to grow and create new results in life. And that's where a coach will support you in staying committed to your goal, even when you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. So being willing to continue the journey, even if you don't believe in it 100% all of the time, and being willing to seek support and open up about the things that feels vulnerable, those are also things that are required for you to get the result and the transformation that you want. And the more you're willing to be wrong and willing to get out of the comfort zone and keep going, the better results you will get. So I want to share here some real-life examples from my clients of shifts that they made and that made it possible for them to create new results. So the first example was a client of mine, let's call her M, who hated the dating apps and felt so convinced that her kind of man was not to be found in a dating app. And she did meet some douchebags, I have to admit, and at some point she was so sick and tired of it that she wanted to delete her profile and never ever go back. But instead, she agreed to just take a short break and then spend the time on looking at all the thoughts she had about men in the dating apps and challenge those thoughts and see who she was available to and who she wasn't available to. And then she went back to being active again. She kept her commitment to herself, although she was not really sure this would work. She kept going. And then what happened is that two weeks later, she met a man that turned out to be the love of her life. Another example was a client, let's call her T, who realized that the reason why she kept running into low-commitment men, it wasn't because there was no good men left in her city or at her age, it was because she herself was afraid of getting hurt. Her fear of being left at the time when she would start to really like someone, that made her unconsciously sabotage her love life by attracting only low-commitment men that she knew would never get close enough for her to feel vulnerable. So she was willing to take a look at her patterns and see that she created this for herself and that this was all coming from a fear of rejection. And then she could work on releasing that fear and not reject herself and her desire to connect deeply with a partner. The next example is another client, B, who didn't understand why she kept attracting men that were needy and wanted her to take care of everything and who didn't offer her the attention she was looking for. She thought it was because she was looking in the wrong places and she kept asking me, but where are they? Where are the good men? And it turned out that it was all in her own energy. She had been over-functioning without even knowing it. And once she started setting boundaries and raising her standards, not lowering them, raising them, then she attracted a different kind of men who invited her out on nice dinner dates and sent her flowers and so on. And then there was my client F, 
who struggled with shifting her patterns of attracting emotionally unavailable men that would go hot and cold and never really commit to anything. And her biggest challenge was that she felt so bored with the guys who made an effort and who were consistent and predictable in a way. So she took that as a sign that they were not compatible, that this kind of man could not offer her what she wanted. But she was willing to be wrong about her perception. She was willing to be wrong about this idea she had that this feeling of roller coaster she would get with the hot and cold behavior, this wasn't a feeling of intense falling in love. It was probably more a sign of anxiety. And she was willing to be wrong about the quote-unquote boring guy and see that her nervous system was just used to the extremes and she needed to recalibrate and get curious about what would happen down the line if she continued dating him. So this was a good choice because it turned out he wasn't that boring after all. He was just emotionally available and a stable, healthy guy. The final example I want to give to you is my client S, who was not eager to go on dates because her past experiences just felt very disempowering. She would always focus on what the guy wanted and how he might feel about her so she would be all absorbed in her head about whether this guy liked her or not and constantly try to adapt and change herself to please him and be hyper-focused on his reactions. This was of course stressful and getting invited for the next date would feel like a question of random luck. She was willing to do the inner work to up-level her self-perception, to grow her confidence and change how she saw herself and then get out of her comfort zone and go back into dating again. And here she shifted the perspective to not be about what he wanted, but made it a much bigger priority to focus on what she wanted. And from there on, her dating experiences completely changed, and she started feeling like she had the upper hand, and dating was not that scary anymore, it was actually quite fun. So those were some examples of transformation you can get when you are willing to be wrong and change the thoughts that don't serve you. But what is it that you can expect from a coach? As your coach, it is my job to call you out when you are blocking yourself. Question your thoughts when they are not serving you. And to not believe in your painful narratives about what is possible and not possible for you. My job is to be honest and not always say what you want to hear, but instead what you need to hear to let go of limitations and move forward. And sometimes it's to do that by offering you a new perspective. And sometimes it's by asking you the questions that make you realize it yourself, which often is the most powerful transformation. When you all of a sudden have this light bulb moment, when you realize that you have believed a thought that was blocking you, and it was completely optional. I am here to, so to speak, switch on the light in the darkest parts of your basement so we can take a look at everything that's hiding and decide to let go of what is not serving you without judgment or shame. Now, one thing that's really important part of my role is to do what we call holding space, which means be completely free of judgment. Offer a neutral space for you to share everything that feels vulnerable or shameful. Say what's on your mind, share your frustrations, share your pain and cry if you need to do that and feel 100% safe to do that, that you will never be judged by your coach. 
Instead, what I do is to lovingly challenge you to help you see that you have so much more power than you believe. You are not a victim. You are not stuck. You are not too old or too damaged. On the contrary, every single one of the painful experiences you had in life have been important steps on your path to love. It's like adding one more facet to a diamond that allows it to shine in an even more amazing and unique way. So that was a bit about what it's like to work with a coach. And as you can figure out, it's a very intimate relationship you build with your coach. And therefore, it's also important that you choose the coach that feels right for you. So what is it that you want to look for in a coach? How do you know if you find the right one? There are so many coaches out there and they all offer different kind of programs that can be of different duration from weeks to months. And it can be a one-to-one private setting or it can be in a group. So once you have decided what it is you are looking for in that respect, you want to look for a specific coach. And when I'm looking for a coach, I usually ask around among my coach friends for recommendations. Or I can even go and Google the niche that I'm looking for. And then I will typically go through a number of coaches and their websites, their social media profiles and so on until I find a few that appeals to me. What I will do then is I will check out if they have a podcast or a YouTube channel or they have some videos on Instagram because I want to see what this coach is creating and what is her style and her tone of voice. So I can listen to maybe 10-15 episodes of a podcast unless I absolutely don't like her after the first episode of course. But for me personally, listening to a podcast is a very good way of getting to know the personal style of the coach, the vibe so to speak. And video is also very good, so whether that's on Instagram or YouTube or another platform. You can have 10 coaches that all have the same certification and even the same niche, but have a very different style in communicating. So it's important to do a minimum of research to find a coach that you like. You want to ask yourself the following. Does her content resonate with you? Does it make sense and do you feel that it's clearly explained? And do you like her personal style? And here you want to really feel into your gut feeling. That is important. And then the next step, when you find someone that you feel could be a good match for you, then you want to book a consultation call, which is also called a discovery call or a clarity call. It's all the same. Many coaches offer a free call where you get to connect and see if it's a match. And here, of course, you want to think about what are the important questions you want to ask her to get clarity of whether you want to work with her or him, for that matter of sake. And you want to also reflect on what criteria you want to use to make your decision. And it's a good idea to reflect on that before you have the call, because like this, you can pay attention to what is important to you. And then while you have the call with your potential coach, you want to try to notice a few things such as Do you like her? Like, what is your immediate feeling about her? Do you feel you can trust her? How does it feel when you share personal things with her? Most coaches will ask you questions about your situation to get more clarity from their point of view, whether they can help you or not. So you will most likely share something personal and might not be very vulnerable, but at least it's something related to your specific situation. So deciding on a coach is, for me, always 100% a gut-feeling decision. I always try to tune in on how I feel about the connection, and if it feels good and safe, then I'm in. 
So I want to recommend you to not sign up with a coach from the starting point of believing that there's no other way for you. If you think, I have to do this, otherwise I'm doomed, that is coming from scarcity and that's not a good starting point. You want to sign up if you feel excited about coaching with her and you think this is going to be great. She can teach me something. I want to have her by my side on this journey. That is the right energy to sign up with a coach from. So I hope this was all useful for you if you are thinking of hiring a coach. And of course, if you are now thinking of what it would be like to work with me, you are welcome to book a free call on the link in my show notes or on my website, lærkethelovecoach.com. I have a few available spots at the moment, so if you're looking to work with a coach in the near future, I would love to speak to you. So that was it for today, and I'm of course back next Thursday, and in the meantime, thank you for listening, and have a beautiful week. If you like what you're hearing on this podcast, and you want to get support from a coach on your love journey, I invite you to book a free console call with me. You will find the link in the show notes. And also, don't forget to subscribe. And I would love it if you would rate and review this podcast. And then you'll also help other women find it. 